Hey, I just wanted to give everybody a quick little heads up. I do have a short sponsor read on the front end of my episodes now for Anchor, but if you would like to skip that, just go to the minute 30-ish mark and that'll jump you on past the sponsorship and straight into the episode. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Rambling Viking is back in the his house. Hope everyone had an awesome week. Um, this episode is probably going to be a little bit shorter, kind of a synopsis. Um, it's actually going to be a little bit different style. So today, we're going to recap a little bit um, of the Jack Dorsey interview on Joe Rogan. So I know it's kind of like a podcast review via podcast, and it's interesting, but I realize that Joe Rogan podcasts are long, and not everybody has the time to be able to commit to listening to two, three-hour-long podcasts, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes. And, you know, they might go on YouTube and catch some clips. But for those of you who maybe didn't have that chance, um, I'm going to do a little recap based on, obviously, from my perspective. Uh, but I, I listened and watched uh, the whole thing and took some brief notes, but just a couple in- interesting points. So to give a little context to why this even matters, we've seen a recent exodus in um, Facebook and Twitter and different different. Uh, sites and platforms um, crack and YouTube cracking down on certain types of content and getting into like the hate speech and abusive speech kind of realm. And so more moderating um, the content on there now. And then also um, what I, this is my hypothesis also updating and shifting around their terms of service so that they have legitimate, so they can legitimize their, um, they're banning or um, suspending of certain accounts saying certain things. Now, some interesting stories of like people making clearly facetious, facetious statements or um, not even not even necessarily what I would call because I really hate speech is kind of a weird subject, but outright hate speech types statements. But um, I think I think we see a, a slight political bias in, in all of this. I mean, naturally, that's the sort of thing that you're going to see. So, uh, whether people try and say they're unbiased or not, you know, we can only get so close to that being fully unbiased, but never fully unbiased. But the, the bigger question is when, when you, when you start getting into this mess from my understanding, from what I've learned, um, from people who actually know the legality around this is a platform means that, Anybody can post. Um, now, you can't have your own terms of service that if people violate, it can be kicked off. But if you start moderating people's speech on these platforms, that shifts your identity from a platform to a publisher. And a publisher has liable uh, or is basically is liable um, for becomes liable for certain things that are said or done Um on their, on their service. And so it adds some, it adds a different, different twist, but I'm not going to get into that because I really don't understand all that. I just want to talk a little bit about, so Alex Jones was the, one of the most notable uh, bands off Twitter and he's uh, the crazy conspiracy theory guy. But my personal belief is I'm a belief. I take a libertarian stance where it's like, I believe in, you know, freedom of speech and expression. Now that extends up until there's a call to action and, or warranting violence or um, it is in in terms of like defamation, or if you're in a public figure, the, then anything that could have impact on 
the public sphere directly. Um, that th- those sort of things are kind of in their own wheelhouse and fall under a different fall into kind of a different ball game. But overall, most people should be allowed to express their opinions and their thoughts, even if they are crappy. Um, because the thought process is that if people have crappy opinions and thoughts, you discuss with them and hopefully change their mind. Now, some people, though, are so deep in the crazy and the cuckoo, it's like there's no going back. But anyways, Alex Alex Jones got banned, and what they do is they cite, you know, the violation of terms of service. And this is this is kind of the mo now is, um, and and my my belief is that there's you know the language is either updated or broadened in the terms of service so that it can be more discretionary based upon um, so discretionary it can be up to the discretion of the company i.e. people within the company um, if they don't like a certain thing and going into the terms of service one of the first interesting points for me. Because it was it was a really good interview, and if you want to go look up clips, look up clips. But you know, rightly so, there he really didn't get into any into any details. Joe tried tried to kind of push him um, to answer some some questions directly with specific answers, but he never never would give in and just kind of claimed ignorance, which was interesting because given how big of a situation this has become and how it's blown up and these certain cases are so big, you figure he would be able to say, well, here's reason X, Y, and Z, but. Specifically with the Alex Jones ones, when he said, "Well, what did he violate in the terms of service? You know, what parts, what tweets, what things violated it?" And he he said, "You know, I, I'm not familiar with that case. I don't know those certain details." Which is kind of crazy because this is like blown up to be a huge, huge deal. You figure he'd at least have some context, but I'll give the guy the benefit of the doubt. And I mean, I think part of that is he didn't want to answer that directly, but also, um, you know, maybe insulated himself from having to answer that question by not getting the details on it because, you know, he's got a lot going on. So they were talking about the terms of service and things. And he says, you know, it's interesting. We live in a time where people don't really read that. They don't, they don't read the terms of service. Um, and I kind of did that, like look back, you know, whatever meme you want to think of where it's like the shock face. And I'm like, yeah, people don't read the terms of service because they're 14 pages long in nine font. And, and it's a bunch of legal jargon that most people can't really comprehend and string together because it's 45 word sentences. So it's like, first of all, you expect the general population, general population barely reads like simple chapter books anymore, me included. So much less are we going to read legal terms of service for a social media site? We get the gist of things and the, the the general decency behind, you know, your, your actions, but what he what he came to conclude, he's, he's like, I've read our terms of service. And my first response is, well, I sure hope you have. You're the freaking CEO and like co-founder of this company. I sure hope that you read and probably helped write some of the terms of service. So that's good. Good for you. Yeah, hats off to you. Um, thank you, Captain Obvious. And he, he, you know, he goes, I wish more people would, would just sit down and take five minutes and just you know, read the terms of service and really understand them. Well, two problems with that. Um, talking about anytime you talk about the broad general public, it's all about quick and easy. So if there's like, if all you have to do is scroll to the bottom of the terms of service and then hit agree, that's what 95% of people are going to do. It took what, like 12 years for that guy for the iTunes terms of service. Um, that little gym that was like, if you read this far, um, call this number and we'll give you like $2,000 or whatever it was. It took like what a decade 
for someone to finally do that a decade. And if you think about how many millions of people were using iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. But then twofold, if you've ever read like just even a, a simple like liability waiver consent form, it gets confusing. Those are, it's really, really, really wordy. And especially if it's in that small print, it's like, yeah, they can, they may be able to go through and read it, but the comprehension I, is, I feel like is going to plummet. Like even on my personal standpoint, like I'm not sitting here saying like, ah, oh, yeah, I totally understand all this. Like it would, honestly, I would probably miss a lot. And it's like, it may provide a little bit of context, but really it's just general rules of courtesy. Like don't be, don't, you know, don't be an overt a-hole. Don't spam, don't dox, don't do all that stuff. And that's, that's, that's the bigger, the bigger picture around that. And everybody understands that with their terms of service, certain sites, you know, depending on the service that they offer could have something different, but he sits back and goes, oh, you know, I wish people would read that. You know, we, I wish everyone could read every terms of service and I wish everyone would think a little bit more before they did this and that did simple things in life. People can't even use their blinkers properly or check their blind spots properly because we're just that lazy. Um, but the best part about this this part, so he talks about, you know, terms of service. It's very clear in our terms of service, blah, blah. You provide more context. It's like, yeah, you're talking a little bit. That's that, that kind of talk right there, I call that head in the clouds a little bit. You're getting a little too idealistic, a little too abstract with it. And you're you're losing you're losing sight of the practical and actually thinking realistically about people, the population, and how this plays out into um, you know will people actually do this? Uh, which the answer is no. But then the Joe Joe had such an amazing moment here. Asked just a perfect question. He goes he goes all right yeah. So like what other what other places are you on? Like if you're at Facebook's terms of service, he goes I'm not on Facebook. Okay cool. He's like well he's like are you on Instagram? He's like yeah I was one of the first ten people on Instagram because I knew one of the guys. And he goes, have you read their terms of service? And Jack just stops and goes, well, no, I haven't. And then the conversation continued, but it was just like, you want to talk about a bombshell? He sit here and he sit here, sits here and moans about, you know, will people just read the terms of service? I think this would be less of a problem. But then he, and he says, you know, I've read our terms of service. I hope. But then when asked, hey, have you read this other, the other like most popular social media site? terms of service that you use and have been on for a decade now nope you have not so sit down quit being a hypocrite and face the fact that what you're saying here is mm, unreasonable not unrealistic unrealistic not unreasonable so that was kind of the first thing um the other interesting point that he talked about when they talked about banning he said there's no now, this was something I agree with. He said, currently, there's no process for appeal. So if, like, you get reported for a tweet or something, and then all of a sudden you get suspended or banned, like, there's no there's no appealing. You can't, like, go to Twitter and be like, hey, here's the context. Here's this. Here's where they misunderstood. Because that's the problem with Twitter. It's, like, it's just open air. And so someone could stumble across a tweet that has some context on it. You don't understand the context. And then all of a sudden you're reported and banned for whatever type of behavior. So there's no appeals process and the instance that um joe used was a couple of his friends were tweeting back and forth jokingly they're both comedians and one said that he's going to kill him if he did something and then boom got reported and he actually got um like suspended on twitter and it was like and that's one of those things where it it's like there was no if there would have been an appeals process to explain the context that i'm joking between friends then that probably could have been lifted 
Um, so that's, that's, a, that's a huge red flag for me. Like there's no, if the algorithm catches it or something via reporting and it's supposed to be reviewed by a human, the context should be looked at. And that was an interesting statement because that does happen where it does get reviewed by an actual person, but then it's given, but then they don't, he's, he admitted that they don't even look at the context. They will just look at the tweet itself and the action. And it's like, isn't that the most important thing in reviewing any decision like that? ever in any circumstance is you want to know the context in which it happened. So that baffled me. Um, There's a couple things. And he, another interesting thing that he just stated in general was saying that, you know, moderate that they moderate based on conduct, not speech. So it's like, it's not necessarily what you say, but it's how you're using Twitter to say whatever you're saying. And if you're being, you know, in quotes, verbally abusive to somebody, then you know that's what they look at so it's um but but the interesting thing is your conduct on, conduct on twitter is your tweets so it's kind they're they're tied in so trying to separate those in a statement is a little confusing and convoluted um oh my gosh sorry i just got a text message that threw me off guys okay there we go so the next thing that he talked about <clears throat> Um, you know, he talked about how Twitter and unforeseeably so is kind of an echo chamber, you know, it, it easily turns into an echo chamber and he, he, he's obviously doing the right thing and looking like, how do we amplify positive? Um, how do you, how do you amplify positive and healthy conversation? Um, and this goes into, then him being asked about the Alex Jones case specifically, and he has zero reference um, for what specific part in the terms of service, which are violated, you know, which, which I sit there and say, maybe he insulated himself by keeping the knowledge out. But it's like, as the CEO, like you're going to find out about these high, high profile ones and going back to, if you read your terms of service and know your terms of service, and it's not hard to just even broad stroke, look at some of the things that maybe Alex Jones was doing or saying and, and get a report from that and say, oh, yeah, it violates this part of our terms and service. Because as the founder and CEO, like you should have you're probably having some say. And like before terms of service are released, they're probably coming to you with review. So you're reviewing these things. So that's what I'm going to call BS on him saying that he had no idea of the situation or why. And, and then he just kind of referenced back to the conduct comment earlier. Which um, basically danced around the question, didn't answer it because, uh, and I don't necessarily blame him because, you know, millions of people and it's like the internet will explode and he's trying to run this business successfully. So, um, but that, that led me to the thought that I mentioned earlier where I talk about, you know, the terms of service usually included in them are say that it's subject to change. And so this is where I get skeptical. It's like when we say there's a certain narrative or political ideology or just ideology that we want to push in general because we deem it healthier, we can kind of gear the terms of service toward either to be broad enough or um, just in certain ways that to fit um, to fit how to fit the, our moderation tactics that we want to push. But that's a lot of speculation on my part. Um <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I mentioned that um, their terms of service, I kind of hit on it earlier, was the public interest and newsworthiness. So those two things hold you to a different standard, which I totally agree. Um, and he, he did openly admit this was interesting. And 
that he they're pushing towards being more of a regulator as opposed to a platform. And this is where legally it can get you it gets sticky because when you're no longer a platform where for people to, to stand on essentially, and you become a, a regulator, a moderator, you, you shift to a publisher and I'm not super well versed on it, but Ben Shapiro has a good bit. So if you want to look up him talking about publisher versus platform, he knows all the legality behind it, but that changes how you're viewed in certain like speech laws and things that come out of your platform and the things that you have to watch and moderate. And um, and, and, and his point, his context in this is saying he wants to make sure that the playing field is level, meaning that like everyone has a voice, which is super interesting because we see all these people getting banned for a lot of people getting banned for not even controversial or like gross, egregious tweets. It just in a certain context or a joke said in a certain way and then boom, banned. So I haven't looked a lot into the individual cases like uh, gavin mcginnis i want to look into his case anymore uh, more there's this girl who's a said to be an alt-right reporter an anti-muslim which i'm not sure i I don't know enough of her platform to be like yeah she shouldn't be banned or she should be um because i i don't want to necessarily endorse her if she's grossly um anti-muslim and in in or if she's more anti-terrorist and then kind of miss kind of generalizes to just the muslim community with that i don't know enough about that but uh, Jeremy Boring um, with the Daily Wire, he got he, he got banned for a very very interesting tweet. Look that up if you will. But a um, little bit shorter podcast, but that's kind of my recap on the Jack Dorsey Joe Rogan interview. Um, I also found another video where he was on like NBC did a short four ten minute interview. Um, I know four four to ten minutes long. It's like saying we'll be here sometime between eleven and three. Your repairman will be here. Whoops, Mobby. No, but. That was just um, this episode is gonna be a little bit quick. I was a little bit shorter on time, so that kind of uh, caps it all off. Is that was my recap? And um, if, if you guys like my recaps of Joe Rogan's podcast, um, where he has interesting people on, this could be something that I continue. Um, I'd like, you know, I, I kind of need a little bit more of a base of listeners to give me some feedback. But uh, check me out on Twitter uh, at the Rambling Viking. And um, if you, it, please um, like, comment, subscribe, rate me, do whatever you want, um, or just turn me off if I get boring. But I appreciate those few of you who are continually listening and giving me feedback. It's It's been awesome. So anyways, uh, I'm going to get out of here. I got to go to work. Um, I will see you guys next week.